Welcome to Leadership Speaking Radio. This is episode number 35. And the topic is the trap of over-preparing your content and under-preparing your delivery. I'm your host, Dr. Laura Penn, founder of the Leadership Speaking School and disruptor extraordinaire of all things that are not working with leadership speaking, aka public speaking, at the moment and beyond. Folks, if you want to find out more about what the Leadership Speaking School is doing, which is a lot these days, go ahead and visit our website at www.theleadershipspeakingschool.com. That's all one word. All right, so let's just do this. We've got so much to do. Let's get straight into our topic. I was so inspired this morning and I was like, okay, I'm doing another podcast episode today because I was just riding this wave. I got into the HQ of the Leadership Speaking School building today and I had my card to get into the building ready. I had my mask on and I noticed that the door was open. I didn't need my card. And then I saw a receptionist in the reception desk without a mask on and I checked myself and I thought, is this an alternative universe? Am I in the right place here and now? And the answer, of course, was yes. But the fact is that things are beginning to change. It is summertime and COVID is starting to lessen, at least where I am right now. And people are coming out of their buildings and of themselves to to share and declare, to be part of this transition. Yeah, transition. That's the word of the day, FYI, transition, which according to the Webster Online Dictionary means a process or the period of changing from one state or condition to another. It's a noun. And, oh, this is such an applicable word for where we are right now this transition. So I was just so happy to experience the joy of seeing that receptionist today and feeling that something is in the air that is different from before. And I just want to spread this message of transition to you in this episode, which again has the title of The Trap of over-preparing your content and under-preparing your delivery. Folks, this is especially for you. If you are the founder of a startup, yeah, so you entrepreneurs out there, this is also for you if you are a head person, (laughs) meaning that you love your facts, you love your fact downloads, you spend so much time creating your PowerPoint slides, Like you just, you know, nerd out with all the info. This is for all of you people who care about the content more than you care about the delivery. I want to wake you up to something that's going on, something that you need to be aware of for the security of your message. Because here's the big picture. Those of you who are spending too much time on your content preparation, like there you are, you spent like 98 point, let's say 9% of your time and energy and effort and care put in to what your slides say, what information you have, what facts and figures, etc., 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 you've included. But then you remember, oops, now I need to work on the delivery. How am I going to say this thing? 
How am I going to sit or stand? What's my camera angle going to be? Yeah, that is an afterthought for most of you people out there. And I am talking to that afterthought here in this podcast episode because something big happened for me where this was like a slap in the face recently. And I felt an urgency to share this story with you and to get you on board doing the right thing as opposed to the wrong thing. So here it goes. I've spent the last couple of months supporting startups, entrepreneurs, to create pitches that shine so that they can help change the world. You see, I really care about that mission, to help make the world a better place through effective leadership speaking. So I was doing this pro bono, you know, volunteering my time on Saturdays and working with these entrepreneurs to teach them what it takes to pitch to win. That's what I called my program. And I did this work and a couple of months later, and this was like last week now, I had the opportunity to watch what the fruits of my labor had created. I watched 10 people who I had coached and helped and trained in my free time pitch. So I felt like, you know, a nervous parent watching their child like get on stage. Because when I work with people, I invest in you. I pour myself into the process and I really care that you get results. So there I was holding my breath for the first pitch, getting ready to watch my little ducklings. And I have to say that I was kind of like a deflated balloon, first full of air and enthusiasm, the hydrogen of anticipation. And then after one pitch, and then the next, and then the next, and the next, no more air left in my balloon. Totally deflated, completely underwhelmed. What happened? Well, in every pitch, and I'm talking about nine out of 10, there was one that lived in my mind, but the others died. There was a lot of emphasis on the knowledge, the facts, the graphs, the stuff I'd just been talking to you about. And I predicted that, but I did not predict that those nine people out of 10 would not be using the toolbox that I had given them with my passion and love. They were not using the tools of leadership speaking. Their containers, the areas they were in, were a hot mess, literally. There was mess. There were piles of things. There was a bed in the background in one of them. There was one where their partner kept checking in and looking in the side. It looked like amateur hour, okay? Completely unacceptable. And let me remind you that this was a real live pitching event. So there were investors sitting there with their hands on top of money in their pockets. So this was real. There was skin in the game. And this is what came out. Yeah, the facts were interesting. If you could focus enough on the facts to pay attention to what these founders and entrepreneurs were saying, because there was so much going on that was bad. What else was bad? Let me give you my laundry list. Okay, uh, I have a love, hate, mostly hate, relationship with green screens on Zoom. Okay, like, you know, virtual background stuff. And I have said this over and over again, and I will say it again. I want this to land. Green screens or virtual backgrounds do not work. You pixelate your arms and your fingers and your limbs. 
disappear in the virtual background that you've created unless you have a physical green screen behind you. Yes. So it's kind of like that, that white screen. And for those of you who are watching this podcast in the video format right now, the white screen that I have behind me, if that was actually green, then I could use a virtual background and my hands and my arms would not disappear. Okay. But unless I have a green screen like that, a physical one, you're going to pixelate. So that was happening. These entrepreneurs with this data and these facts were disappearing into their virtual backgrounds. And another, it was another opportunity where it looked like Amateur Hour 101, okay? And then let me talk about the people who are reading, okay? I don't know what planet people think they're on when they think that they can get away with looking at the camera, actually looking at their computer screen, not the camera, and reading, reading from it. This is my company. I am so happy to see you. And I mean, first, you sound like a robot. And second, you look like you have no idea what you're doing. So for me, this whole experience left me feeling numb and paralyzed. I thought to myself, but what else can I do? How else can I help when the help that I'm giving is not being heeded. So that's a really big motivation for this podcast episode, that I want to love you up with what you need to be thinking about when it comes to your content preparation and why I'm calling it a trap, the trap of over-preparing your content and under-preparing your delivery. So that is a completely unequal distribution of your time and energy. And I want to remind you that people who are listening to you in your audience are not going to remember your facts and figures. They're going to remember how you made them feel. They're going to remember your vibration. They're going to remember your ethos, your credibility. And all of those elements live in the pillar of delivery how you deliver the message. So let's change that ratio, shall we? We're not going to spend 99.8% of your time now working on your content. That's another story. It doesn't work. It's not delivering what you need it to. You need to be spending, I'd say, 40% on your content. Yes, it might scare some of you. (laughs) And 60%, yes, I said 60 on your delivery, because that is where your message will live or die. So let's go there. Let's talk about what that ratio looks like in real life. Let's disrupt those of you who are like, no, no, I need, I need my content. Yeah, I'm not saying don't bother with the content. I'm saying bother with it, but don't forget you've got the delivery and you should spend more time on that because that's what matters. Before I go into how to fix all this, Let me just digress for a moment and share that I get it. I understand the need, the desire, the habit of spending so much time on your content. I get it. I'm a science nerd myself. (laughs) All right? I get that you care about the facts, the figures, the details, the charts, the graphs, you know, crossing your T's and dotting your I's. I get it. But you are blindsiding yourselves 
by only focusing or focusing for the majority of your preparation time on that. You know, it's, it reminds me of kind of like a brick wall. Yeah. This fact tunnel that you put yourselves in. It's a place where you go to feel safe. There's a wall somehow. A wall that separates, you know, the scariness of doing your presentation and feeling unprepared. And then the, the security and the comfort of, I've known, I know this. This is my stuff. I, I feel comfortable here. Yeah, you might feel comfortable there. But it's the wrong distribution. I think you've gotten that idea by now. So I'm just saying that, that that wall is not serving you. You need to create an opening, not a wall. You need to access your audience and they need to access you. And you do that by focusing a lot of your attention on your delivery. So let's go into that process. Let's say you have two months to create a great pitch or presentation It's a high stakes experience and you want to get it right. And here's what I would do in those two months. I would create the content in the first month, literally three or three or three and a half weeks worth. That's where you put in all the pieces and the facts and the figures and the stuff that I've just described. But then when that phase, because it's a phase of its own, when that phase is over and you've kind of got that waiting for you, Then you turn your attention to the phase of delivery and you bring that to life. Since many of us are still working in a virtual environment, one of the elements that you still need to think about related to your delivery is your container. What does it look like where you will be sitting or standing? And you need to be sharing your love and attention to that container. You need it to represent who you are, your brand, because what you see is what you get. With an experience like a pitch and actual investors tuning in to look at you, they only can judge you based on what they see, literally your person and your background. So you need to be spending time figuring out what that background is going to look like as it represents you and your brand. You need to transition your thinking here into focusing on that very important container piece. Next, you need to transition your thinking from just focusing so much attention on your content to now the delivery. You need to transition to thinking about those three things that I love to talk about. Your presence, your voice, and your body. And you need to rehearse your pitch inside and out. I'll give you an example of timing that I've used before to help people with pitches. I was working about two years ago with a large pharmaceutical company here in Switzerland, and they were doing Shark Tank-like pitches. It was a really great idea. The company said, hey, we want to nurture the innovation from inside. So they created this contest that was like, okay, bring us your ideas. We want to hear from you. And about 200 people participated in this internal contest. And nine people were chosen to be the finalists. And these finalists, they were going to do it the real way. Okay, so the, the organizers of this event, they were like, okay, we're going we're gonna to hire you outside help to make these 
pitches shine and sparkle. So that's where I came in. I was hired to support them in their journey to create amazing living pitches. For reference, they spent about two weeks creating the pitch itself. Okay, so that's the content part, done and dusted. And then we had, it was a total of eight weeks, then we had six weeks to work together on the polishing of their delivery. Yeah, you feel that ratio? Wow. Two weeks of content and six weeks of delivery rehearsal. That's, that's extreme, but that's what we needed and that's what I asked for in order for me to make sure that I could give them the very best and that they would be completely ready and polished for the big day. So in that time of six weeks, people, by the way, this was a six-minute pitch, okay? So do the math. Six minutes, six weeks, whoa, <laughs> okay? It's kind of mind-boggling, I know. But this is a real case study, a real live professionalized case study of how to do this process. So there we were, we were working. We started with ground zero of the art of rehearsal, which is we began to work with their voices. We worked with their voice, I, we, we being me, I worked with their voice and made sure that their, their words came alive. Because as you know, I like to say that words are little energy parcels and your job as a speaker is to release that energy, to reveal the meaning of the word. Anyway, that's what we were doing, releasing energy parcels. All the words in the pitch came to life. And then I said, off you go, work on that for two weeks. So they only did that vocal layer, which is what I call that, for two weeks. And then we went into the next layer of rehearsal, which is the body layer. What am I going to do with my body? How am I going to move with purpose? Because this was live, right? So they were using their space, moving forward, moving to the side, moving back, right? Using different parts of their area to help their message get anchored and to give their message physical wings. So we went through the stages of rehearsal, and there are quite a few more in these six weeks. And that's how their time was spent. And you can imagine if these folks are rehearsing, because I gave them homework to rehearse three times a day. Yeah. And I said, hey, it's really good if you can attach your rehearsals to mealtimes, because then you get it done. So after breakfast, rehearse. After lunch, rehearse. And after dinner, rehearse. Boom. That gives you a framework. Right? It's good guidance, good architecture for your rehearsals. And again, this is a six-minute pitch, so it's not like you're, you know, it's not like you're asking for somebody to go to the moon and back. But with enough rehearsals every day and this kind of constant continuum of repeating the same things but with different layers of skills over and over again, you're going to get that pitch. It's going to become a part of your body. It's going to integrate into your DNA. So the big day comes... And guess what? This pitch is living inside of you. And all you need to do is warm up and release it. That was a really good experience. Uh, and I loved the continuum that we went on. And for me, it's the, the highest standard of what you can do in a pitch context. Eight weeks, two weeks of content prep, and six weeks of rehearsal to make you completely ready. Boy, I wish that these startup people that I had worked with earlier had done that. Because then I wouldn't have seen what I saw. My balloon would not be deflated the way it was. 
They would be showing up in their beautiful containers, green screen maybe, or not. They would be standing, not sitting. They would not be reading from their computer screens because it would be memorized. It's in their cells. They don't have to worry about it. It's already going to be there. They just have to call it up. And they would be breathing and they would be present and they would be joyful. People do not remember what you tell them. They remember how you make them feel. Please get that. It is like a river that runs underneath the heart of what effective leadership speaking is. When you know this, when you understand that, then you're going to not be that brain person that just focuses on the brain stuff. You're going to be the person that acknowledges that and does your best, but then you're going to spend a whole heap of your time focusing on that delivery part because that's where your message will come alive. That's where you will or will not connect the hearts and minds of the people that you are speaking to. I hope that this makes sense to you because for me, it's as clear as day. So that was really a painful lesson. And as a result of that, uh, lesson for me, as a result of that, I'm going to change up how I teach pitching. I'm going to change it up because so much of it is, you know, when you're in this entrepreneur founder mindset, you really just think about the facts. You're really just trying to survive. You're just, you know, getting it out there. But folks, that's not enough. That's what this podcast episode is about to tell you. You need to transition from that mindset, which is not serving you because you're bombing your pitches and your interactions with key stakeholders because you haven't thought about that this has a multi-layered approach. The layer of the content is one part and the layer of the delivery is another. And you need to give time, more time, to the delivery. Okay, that is what I want to love you up with today. I hope you can take some of this stuff. Whether you are a founder, an entrepreneur, an information nerd like I am, whatever you are, I want you thinking about this way now, about your presentations. Do not fall into the trap of over-preparing your content and under-preparing your presentation. No. You don't have the time or the luxury to make that mistake anymore. So off you go. Best practices. Listen to this podcast episode again and again until you get what I'm saying and really bring this to life. You will feel the difference. Again, back to these startup folks that I helped out. Wow, I only wished the best for them. And don't get me wrong, like they, they did good things as well. It wasn't all, you know, tragic. But there was a missed opportunity here and an opportunity where maybe somebody got you know, overlooked where they could have been seen and received the funding. That's what I'm saying. So that's why these things matter. And that's why I'm telling you about them here and now. Folks, I hope that this episode has given you some practical tidbits to chew on, to get into, to intellectualize, and most importantly, for you to put into action. Get into these elements, try them out for yourself. This is how you will live and grow and thrive in leadership speaking. This is how you will evolve and transition into new levels of effective speaking, bringing your messages to life and reaching into the hearts and minds of the people you are speaking to. 
So there we are. One more episode over and out. I'm going to take a little break coming up here now. So I want to send you off into the summertime. I hope that you transition into wonderfulness, into freedom, into being outside, into wearing sleeveless shirts. I hope the sun is shining wherever you are. I hope you're taking care of yourself. Thrive and indulge, everybody. And I'll see you back when I return from my little extravaganza with probably lots of new episodes because when I rest, my brain gets going and more episodes come out that way. So take care of yourselves. If you are enjoying these podcasts, let me know. Let me know. Subscribe. Give me a five-star review. Write something in the comments. Let's stay connected. Take care, everybody. Until next time. Hasta luego.